Welcome back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And we went on a little journey today with Government Alpha's sporadic spectra on Ground Fault from 1999. Series 3. Oh, it's a Series 3-4. Oh, sure. It's factual information. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, obviously... We have discussed our love for Ground Fault. We have talked with some people who have CDs on Ground Fault, but this is the first CD on Ground Fault that we are doing an entire episode on. That's crazy. That's so funny. I feel like we've already done a Ground Fault. How is that even possible? Because it's everywhere we look in our places, Ground Fault CDs. Oh, I see them all right now. uh, And we discuss it so much, (laughs) but yeah, we actually have not done a full episode on one and I think this was a great first one to pick and Mm -hmm. it has been a minute since we've done an episode just on a full on harsh noise album and that's what this is that's where we're at I'd almost forgotten how to do our sort of listening window in this one because we've been doing like (laughs) interviews and listening to like kind of more understated stuff Mm-hmm. And uh, this it took a second to kind of get back in the zone. <laughs> like, hey, agreed. Like, oh yeah. But uh, government alpha will push you right into that zone if you're. Uh, you, there's, <laughs> yeah, you're not ready for it. You're getting thrown into the deep end. We're there's a few no, pale-eyed uh, lemmings going right off the cliff. We absolutely <laughs> are. But before we get into government alpha sporadic spectra, Gray, what the heck have you been listening to this week? Gosh. So much stuff, I'm forgetting a lot of it, but I will rattle them off in alphabetical order. Whoa. Because uh, I've got, la. it's actually how I wrote them down. <laughs> I don't know uh, why or how, but uh, let's see. First thing on my, that I remembered to write down, Ainsoft's Kshatriya, which is, uh, or Kshatriya, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Ainsoft is uh, Italian ritual industrial music, and this is uh, exactly that. This is one of my favorites. Got some killer, killer songs on here. Uh, it's noise, but it's like certainly, you know, there's some guitar and organ synth sounds on it. Also some chanting and weird vocals. It's awesome. Uh, Atrax Morgs Wound Fucker. Yes. The, I may have had a tape or two before I got this CD. Uh I think I had ordered from something from Labyrinth, which did the I think Spasmo Synthetics tape, um, but this was definitely the first Atrax Morgs CD I got, and I was always kind of taken with the artwork, the the black and white with silver accents, and this disc is just it's just like uh, hits. It's got so many great tracks on it, so minimal and nice, uh, beautiful razors. Yeah, that's a that one is uh, just just excellent. Uh, Hungry for Human is a really good one, um, man. Once more, like there's just it's just all good tracks, really. Uh, yes, I think to that play, is like it's it's classic at tracks. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and I this kind of set me in a I'm gonna listen to predominantly black and white CD zone. So I also listened to K2's Metal Dysplasia from '96 uh, nice. on Cheeses International. And what a label, what a label name. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite noise label names. I love that label name, and I love cheese. Yes. That is also a fact. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, last thing I jammed was the Scant Smothered Hope CDR on Small Mercies. Always love to get some new Small Mercies. I uh, got that in the mail the other day, and uh, yeah, took me on a ride. Kind of makes me want to listen to the song Puppy Smothered Hope. Smothered Hope. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a great song. It is. By another great band that, oh, damn, they, they might have made a record noisy enough that we could talk about it here. I absolutely want to do sure. a Skinny Puppy episode, 100%. All right, great. Uh, no, no question, no question. Yeah, I that mean, was like one of the first videos that scared you as a child, oh, right? Oh, totally. It was terrifying. And I think, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I absolutely think there is room for a Skinny Puppy episode uh, noise extra. It's certainly a spot on everybody's like you know journey into something I a little more so. intense. Well, I, I think the brap so. and like back and forth discs and some of the stuff they've released that's like sideline to it. Download with uh, you know uh, Kevin Key collaborating with uh, and and Dwayne Gottel collaborating with uh, Genesis Peorage on some of the that stuff. Um, I mean, hell, I think Too Dark Park is Too Dark Park's a noise record. Oh, I mean, yeah. it is. It, it, that it's would be crazy. the one I would maybe yeah, pick as like yeah. a big album. That's also like that was the record for me. That that yeah. record's a huge deal, um, and is so full of miserable, uh, bad feelings and bad. Did you vibes. have a CD or a cassette? I got it on cassette. And like I had, I only think of it as a cassette. Yeah, we honestly, had, yeah, we yeah, only yeah, had yeah. That's how we, we. I think we have since gotten a CD because I think the cassette finally. It was. It I was one of those cassettes that like that long. had. Om- it was almost no information yeah. anymore, like because it had been so played and yeah. rubbed off. Um, but yeah, I have it and, on. Yes, yeah, of course, CD nowadays. And uh, also, uh, I was in Sweden a few years ago and did some record shopping at a fantastic, all like industrial music store called collapse there and uh i guess i didn't understand the exchange rate as well as i could have and wound up buying a copy <laughs> of the lp uh thinking i'd gotten like a pretty good deal when i uh didn't did not but i'm still very uh, you know what you have it well you got it you know what? Who cares? whatever it was it Fine. was worth it <laughs> maybe it might it wasn't been. a terrible <laughs> deal but it was not the deal i thought it was no good <laughs> So Connolly's now that we've talked yes. about Skinny Puppy for a couple of minutes, what have you been listening Strange to? Exchange rates. Um, well, we've been really loving the uh, the Jumping Tiger, uh, the the Richard Ramirez, uh, Dominic Fernow noise band. Uh, the just came out the demo. I love that it's just demo. I think I, I think that's so great. It's so great. Uh, and it is just so great because it's Richard on vocals mm-hmm. and Dom doing the noise, and it's just. Oh God, I love it's it. Dirty. It is. It's, it's very dirty. dirty. Love it. It's got some incredible uh, track titles: uh, "Blowjob Penalty," "Twit," "Face Slapping," parentheses their whole world in a second, <laughs> "Fellatio Chaos." I mean, just this is everything we love. We awesome. This was like it's it's it was like. Something that was made for us, and just the name "Jumping Tiger." I mean, come on. I have yeah, listened we to this one uh, what, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, whatever, when it got posted to the Bandcamp because yeah. I think the tape sold out real fast. And yeah, it, it does indeed rule. It is incredible. Um, and then we've been in a very big Death Squad zone. Uh, we did uh, mention um, a couple albums we'd been listening to on the uh, most recent episode of Home Time, uh, but partly, you know. Partly inspired by talking with Joe and Scott and just thinking about Seven Hertz and watching Fuck TV mm-hmm. and Pain Factory. So just in a Michael Nine uh, zone. Um, so 
isolation as intent has been getting played a lot. And actually, we did mention this as well on the episode, but I had thrown my back out. Actually, pretty much directly after we uh, finished the Scott Arford episode, I stood up and it was one of those like, uh, like it hurt. like it was good. like the way I stood up yeah. hurt, and then for the next two days I was crawling around the apartment uh, yep. in excruciating pain. Actually, I couldn't even really talk to people. I was so just like I couldn't even like I couldn't. Converse. You couldn't function. Your back was hurt. But what yep. I could do was listen to Death Squad, yeah. and it it was like it was the soundtrack to the pain that I was feeling and it, it helped a it, lot. It, it did fit well. And I was, I was helping with the exercises and yeah. stretching and there was death squad and screaming. Yeah. Not me. Mike was screaming. Well, yeah, me and Michael nine was screaming <laughs> and, and we had two mics screaming. Yeah. Especially on, uh, on isolation as intent. I think it's the, uh, fuck God live track. And Ooh. just like, it was just like Tara was, was like, crushing my back like working it out which which in a good way was great and yeah. it did help and it, and it helped but but hearing that while i was getting like my back like 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 worked it out uh, it was a perfect soundtrack um but also uh, uh radium and theological genocide and uh porcelain fuck machine uh these were all uh, getting played a lot and heavy rotation better than ever. What you're, do you know? You're really in the zone, really in the zone. Yeah, and, really in the and zone. you know, a lot of those tapes are of course are incredibly, uh, incredibly rare, but there was a, a Lithuanian label who did some CD reissues. <sighs> actually now it's been a long time. I think like 2012, uh, in my mind it's recent, but it's actually <laughs> been a while. Um, so those are little, Little more uh, affordable if you yeah, while you're waiting to until you come across the originals, which of course we will have someday. But in the meantime, like a like a little band aid, we have those nice reissues. So the thing about Death Squad is very so vast. Like it's there's some of it's just great harsh noise. Some of it's like great power electronics. Some of it's just great like creepy like collaged up like just strange sounds. It's very it's a very varied project. It is. It's true. There's you, you never know exactly which uh, Death Squad you're going to get until you listen to it for the hundredth time. Exactly. Yeah, which and, flavor will and, I hear today? And we have a, well, I'll just say there's a wonderful Death Squad story coming up in a few episodes. That's all I'll say about that. Ooh, little teaser, <laughs> little tickler. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of been, and you know, obviously we just did the the slogan murder series seven inch episode on that came out on Sunday. And so it's just been, if you heard that episode, you know, it's just been in a big slogan zone as well. Will to kill uh, this week has been the big standout as well as hunting humans. Nice. Very nice. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> home time, which is one of our Patreon series that you guys do uh, every week. Yes. Yep. Which is kind of a, more sometimes a more in depth recent listening or what you've been what you've been jamming, uh, and also what you've been watching usually like a, an obscure movie discussion. Yes, yeah, yeah. Watching, gen- reading, thinking about. Yeah, generally yeah. each episode kind of revolves around one or two movies of the trash uh, kind. Uh, I think the <laughs> I think uh, you know recent recent movies have been Burial Ground. Nightmare Weekend. Nightmare Weekend. What else do we do? Um, uh, Mo- Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Oh, yeah. 
Delirium. So yeah, Blood Games you recommended to me, Blood which Games. was absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, yes, yes, really, really fantastic. High movie quality there. cinema, yeah, right there. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, generally revolved. Generally, we we feature a movie and then kind of anything else that's on our mind. Tara usually has a science story or two from the week that she likes to tell us about. She's I, I also do learn t- things while listening yeah. to Home Time. It's really weird. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes Yay. there's a vocabulary lesson from Tara. Oh, all the you're really selling it there. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, science yes, and vocabulary can, and trashy doesn't movies. Doesn't that sound like a yes, hoot? Yes, and then yeah, yeah. Sometimes a little more what we've been listening to, or only through our people filters. It's yeah, fun. or you know, or maybe expanding on some other recent listening we've done, or 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 maybe a, a repeat or something like that. But yeah. We uh, it comes out every Thursday uh, over on the Patreon. So followed by Friday's Noise Rumble, the wrestling series where you guys are digging into wrestling. Absolutely, your, your all mm-hmm. more recent obsession, but its connections to oh. noise and a hundred percent. Yeah, inspired directly by Skin Crime exactly. and the Haters and MSBR and Capacitance, and and yeah, it's uh, we just kind of talk all different aspects of wrestling from old. 70s, 80s kind of stuff that we were really into to, you know, like I think the uh, recent one, we watched the classic Beyond the Mat documentary and talk mm-hmm. about that. We did an episode with Grey where we watch a, watched a documentary of the Von Erichs. Oh, that was a fun We, one. of course, have been yeah. trying to stay current with, you know. Stay current with WWE, stuff. So just kind of all over the map. AEW, yeah, all that stuff. Exactly. So kind of all over the map uh, on that. And that's our weekly Friday uh, episode. And... We also have a new series over Ooh. on the Patreon hosted by Gray Oh yeah. I'm, uh, I'm well it's kind of new. We've done it we've posted a couple well, of the episodes yes. here but it's uh, it's moved to being a Patreon yeah. thing every two weeks I'm talking to a different noise artist or gear maker person whatever uh, about their gear. Uh first one actually that we just posted uh recently was the uh, Connelly's asked me some questions about gear maintenance and repair and uh, just kind of like troubleshooting and how you deal with broken gear. Something I've been doing for a long time. I make some recommendations. We're good and... at breaking gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one that will be posted this coming weekend is uh, our, and I don't know, over an hour conversation with Pete Swanson of Yellow Swans uh, about the gear he's used from uh, kind of before Yellow Swans up to present day with his modular synth and uh, all everything in between, uh, which is a was fascinating to me. So hopefully other people like it. And uh, after that, I did a discussion with Justin Lakes from Shredded Nerve and Thousands of Dead Gods about uh, cheap, crappy gear and uh, tape loops and how he approaches making tape loops and why he uses tape loops, what they offer him. And uh, yeah, thought that was also pretty enlightening. So I'm having fun doing those. I've got more scheduled uh, conversations with people, and I will probably mention them here when they're ready but you can check those out on our patreon and of course seven inch sunday we just dropped the murder series episode uh about slogan and dean coral yep yep Mm -hmm. seven inch the heights from the self-abuse murder series which we're doing one of those a month right now and uh awesome awesome series of records um yeah and then every and then each each week uh, is just another seven inch so that's a seven inch sunday weekly thing over in the patreon so yeah there's there's currently over a hundred episodes on the patreon exclusive to the patreon so any of that stuff wet your whistle uh pop on over there and see what we got going on uh, patreon.com slash noise extra so yeah. 
So that's our, I guess that was it. That was an impromptu. That didn't, that just happened. That was an that impromptu was. Wow, commercial guys. Good job. for our Patreon. So, uh, didn't even plan it. There you, know, you go. Our patrons uh, keep the lights on over here. So if you like yeah, the so podcast we, and want to support it, uh, yep. you can do it there. And we really appreciate it. Absolutely. We sure do. Absolutely. But now I think it's time to hop into a spaceship, head into the. I don't know I where we're heading to. I think it's a space to. bulldozer into a space construction zone. <laughs> I think that is totally accurate. And it's time to discuss government alpha sporadic spectra. You know, just a wow. Yes. Just wow is the right word. I mean, I think noise is the right word. I think Japanese harsh noise. <laughs> no is, one can argue with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, you know, we have discussed uh, the government alpha vinyl communication, seven inch uh, over on the Patreon, as well as the split with MSBR over the Patreon. But this is our first full on government alpha episode. We've got a couple interviews, one from Dotsmark. Uh, from 2009 is a very great in-depth interview. We'll, a lot of the information we will be uh, relaying will be coming from that, as well as a great interview from Special Interests. But that and that one's a little earlier. I feel like that one's that one. I feel like is a little earlier than 2009. I don't know if there's a date on I it or not, but or, or have it in front of me. These microphones, as we've told you, can be memory erasers, Oops. so it happens. You know, I yeah, uh, so the, I did a brief interview with him in '99 that we had posted over on the Patreon yes. before too. That was a kind of a joint. I sat down with him and Kojitano uh, back then when they toured yep. the U.S. So um, cool. But I don't know that any of those answers are as good as any of these. So, <laughs> but yeah, so they actually, yeah. So, and, uh, you know, just an addendum and an addition to the Patreon is we do not only their episodes, but different kind of things like that. Gray posted some old interviews he did. And there's sometimes there's pictures and pictures of flyers and stuff like that, that we just kind of threw up there for everyone to see. So I was blown away by Yasutoshi's responses on these interview questions. Like, so interesting and articulate. Like, seriously, um, really inspiring reading. Yeah, really, really, really great stuff. But, I mean, dude, this, I mean, you hit play and it's just, you get get a little bit, you you get a warning, you get like a warning signal. <laughs> it is really a, like an alarm. Like uh, you just, yeah. you're about to blast off. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you just blast off, and you dive headfirst into absolute harsh noise, sonic destruction, tight, intense fires overhead. The button has been pressed. <laughs> Everybody, get in your escape pod. It's really weird. There's this. Uh... This stuff is really spacey and I guess psychedelic, but it's this along the lines of Solmania, the colors I associate with government alpha are just vivid and bright and orange and yellow. And uh, part of that I realized actually while listening to this was because uh, back in 99, when he, when he was touring, he had the uh, 1969, 1999 CDR with him, which is on red paper painted with like an orange uh, skeleton sort of thing, like from the alpha villain. I guess I've always associated him with that. And some of those Xerxes covers. I mean, are a like lot of those Xerxes covers. Really are, just like yeah. rainbow diarrhea splatter, like insanity. Yes. Uh, they look awesome, but there's like colors everywhere. 
Well, I and I love his explanation. Like he mentions it several times in the interviews that we've read about, you know, his approach to doing covers was just basically I needed a cover. And so I assumed that I'd have to make one. So I did it. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> like, it's so the great. way he approached the things a lot very early on, he just he had that kind of great uh I don't know if naive the word, but that that just great like unknowing approach. And he talks about that and how important that was. Like he kind of was creating it unknowingly and just kind of and he played it for somebody and someone's like, That's noise you're making. He's like, Okay, I guess I make noise. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like truly he started recording in his room on his own in like nineteen ninety two. And then when he was ready to put something out, I was like, okay, I guess I'll need a cover. I'll make a cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and people are like, oh, you know, talk about his art because um, he's designed many covers for Xerxes since then and other people. And he's like, oh, I don't necessarily think of myself as an artist. I just know how to do covers. And and <laughs> and we should, you know, point out Xerxes, of course, is his label. Yes. That he's been doing, yes, yeah, since the early 90s and still t- through to now. Today, I believe. And actually, a brand new uh, government office CD came out um, this year uh, on effective imagery. Not on Xerxes, though. But yeah, so I do associate just wild colors clashing. I kind of feel like a lot of his art. Hear every color on this CD. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I had to describe it, that would be it. You hear every color uh, happening at different times on this CD. Yes, and this one I did predominantly go with green, and maybe that's just because of the color palette that is the ground fault. This is kind of the green one, and there's also a track with green in the title. Scintillant Tender Green. Yes, and of course, you know, we should maybe, you know, just quickly describe if in case anyone is unfamiliar with with ground fault, though uh, we we hope if, if you are that you... Uh, quickly change that because it is uh, one of the most important uh, labels and series of of all time, uh, 90s and beyond. But uh, Groundfall uh, was started by Eric Hoffman, who uh, previously ran Pinch a Loaf. And the Groundfall series, there's basically a three, you know, three three series in the overall series. There's series one, which is you know field recordings and. And, you know, quiet stuff, uh, you know, music concrete, ambient, you know, the Eric LaCasa, Lionel Marchetti, Afflux. These would be the scenes in, in yeah. these. Well, actually, Lopez. So Wait, much, did he not? He, you know, Lopez was not on Ground Fault, but which, is, you know, seems like did? there would be a Francisco Lopez CD on Ground Fault. My bad. Uh, but, you know, it, he would have been on Series 1 uh, yeah. if he was on Ground Fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, Series two is the medium series with, you know, experimental soundscapes, drones. So Christian Renault has a series two. The K2 is a series two, which, you know, most people maybe think it'd be a series three, but it is a series two. Um, uh, what else is a series two? I mean, there's only um, like five series threes is the Well, right. Series three. Yeah. Oh, oh, one of the, no, one of one. the best series two, the title um, Chaos as Shelter, um, and then the dude's name I'll never pronounce correctly, Igor. Uh, I'll, I'm just not even going to try, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we've mentioned that CD a bunch. Um, but yes, Series 3 being the harsh series, there is only five, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Prurient, Shipwrecker's Diary, Sickness, I've Become the Disease That Made Me, 
I got that right? Fully right? You're, I, I'm doing this Mike's off the top of my head. Mike's doing all of these off the top of his head. I'm Robo Chan Man, mm-hmm. um, Struggle Driver. Yeah. Awesome. I'm doing this all the top of my head. Guilty Connector, uh, 2 a.m. Visitor slash something else. It's got, it's got like two titles. Cosmic Trigger. Cosmic Trigger, 2 a.m. Visitor, and... Government Alpha, spread expected. Hey, great job. Boom, off the top of my head. Uh, and those are the only Series 3 uh, releases. And so, and they all kind of have these standard covers with with like a, a, a standard layout, but with different colors. Designed by in, Randy Yao. Designed by, mm-hmm. there you go, who also, of course, worked with... Uh, Eric a lot of course the Randy Al Hidden Tongue CDs of Series 2 so they all have like the the kind of standard covers with a different color and kind of an abstract um, textural textural on the front and then and then but then open it up and on the inside you get the unique art for each release so the ins the the opening up the 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 inside has like its own unique art. So for this one, you have this great wild drawing from Government Alpha himself. It, and it, it looks, looks like nuts. An, it's like a line drawings of maybe an anemone and like a crazy like, skeleton yeah. and tons of bones and just totally in that, in that his style, which yes. is very, you know, immediate and expressive. Yeah, and it's insane. So please, if for some reason you just haven't gotten around to any of the ground fault series. Now is the time you can get a lot of these still directly They're from so affordable. <laughs> you can get a lot of these directly from Eric himself. We'll put a link up to his, he sells, he sells not, you know, I, I, I always jokingly uh, say we don't need to give discogs uh, a shout out, but <laughs> that is where he sells the stuff. So that okay, is where well you can then. get it directly from him. An indirect shout out for Eric. <laughs> well, it's a direct <laughs> shout out for Eric. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> indirectly, a discographies.com. <laughs> but yeah, so this is, I mean, and this was an early, an early one uh, that we got because it was just like, you know, Government Alpha, you know, had the split with Macro, had the Alphaville LP. So yep. just, this was, this was uh, primed and ready for our ears. And I mean, yeah, dude. You know, my ears like, weren't quite primed and ready for this, though. Dude, it, I mean, it is wild. Because, dude, by the time you get to eroded, say the word. Meninges. And it's what like, is it, a meninges? It's, like, it's it's like the membrane that surrounds your brain and your spinal column. Like, you you know, when you get meningitis, that's what's inflamed. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, meninges. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I had a crazy headache. and uh, Before we started listening. Before we started listening and the eroded meninges like cured my headache completely yes harsh noise can be a cure for headaches laser it's can be a cure for headaches tara it's tara a cathartic is, thing i think tara is a living proof of it she was like my headache this she's she literally said she's like this track is making my headache go away this you know, is exactly maybe that's what the i problem. Needed. maybe my brain wanted all of those thoughts out because like this track is like you said it's like it's like the epitome of like stress anxiety like unchecked emotion i was like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep this is the sound yeah um oh, you yeah, gotta purge it. True. it it's just noise <laughs> coming from all sides phase destroy 
all science crumbles to the ground. There is some. Uh, it sent me on a rabbit hole of looking for photos of his gear because <laughs> I was like, "What's what's this well, filter? What's going on well, here?" Well, in the special interest interview, he lets us know the, his primary gear. And Tara, will you let us know what he had to say? Uh, my equipment is Zoom ninety fifty Multifex, a Boss HM two. Um, a buzz box, a death metal pedal. Uh, he says sometimes he uses modular synth, um, Roland JP8080, a speak and spell, and a rhythm machine. And he says that his favorite three pedals are death metal, buzz box, and digital delay. Isn't I mean, that just relatable? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I that's... I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you know, was that... Would that- Sound about right when you saw him in in ninety eight or ninety nine when you saw him with that with that I mean you there is video we you showed us video of that there is video set. of uh, yeah. of that set yeah it's uh where he gets he stands noise, up on the uh, noise progression volume four I believe um, yeah and he stands up on the uh, table yeah I've seen photos of him doing this other times too I realized so it was not a one off thing but it's certainly impressive when you see someone do it and it's it's a pretty you know. Blew my mind. 20, well, he said he, he, he said, said it he, happened once. Yeah, wait. What he did he said say? he broke all his equipment once doing that, so he stopped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think of Government Alpha as wah pedal, which I actually didn't hear on this too much. And I, it is yeah, to me, no. this is like pedal noise. This is Japanese yeah. pedal noise. I'm not sure of what he would have had for filter uh, back then, and I'm not, and I can't pick anything out here. But this would have probably been. I'm not sure the recording date on this, but I'm imagining it was 1999. It was 99. It was 99. May through August of 99, I think. So, like, mm-hmm. shortly after I got to see him. So, this is, you know, maybe the home setup, not the tour setup, but uh, that's uh, still a pretty nice. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, yeah it, was, it was, it was May through August 99. So, that probably makes it because you, what you saw him, it was like February. February, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, he probably, yeah. this was probably like what he recorded after the tour. That, that, that great thing, especially, um, you know, on noise tours where sometimes it's the recording when you get home because you're capturing all those things that you were working on on the road. Yeah, you're honing and it. And you're like, oh, okay. Love it. I love that. Yeah, so I, so that's probably what this was basically. You know, like after that tour with MSBR um, that 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 you got to see, he probably went home and was like, all right, I got this. I'm on this this path. Yeah, it's um, one of the things I notice about this CD is really the kind of setting up of a zone. It's less spastic than I kind of had remembered when going to it in that it's it definitely mm-hmm. has moments, but there's always an anchor. Every track kind of has an anchor, even if that anchor changes halfway through the track or something to a different anchor that every track has sort of like a central thing that is fairly steady. He, he goes wild, but it still keeps the vibe. I agree totally. Yes, it is wild, and there's noise and colors coming from all sides, but there is a groundedness to it, and so it doesn't. It always feels like you're in a space. Yeah, and when he's discussing his recording process, he was saying that you know what he's looking for first and foremost is texture. So frequently, he says he sets up his equipment, and then once he finds a texture he likes, he does very little after that because he wants to you know pursue that texture and depth. So I think that's why. You know, each track does have its own like tone and its own voice and maybe that that grounding texture that is that it's leaping off of. It makes actually perfect sense to to think about that. Like the 
there's really it's it's very obvious on on the first few tracks like he sets it up he gets it dialed and then there's a little variation they they all kind of have an intro or they just kind of start and change a bit and then it starts to get a little more wild and maybe he's starts to explore more within the setup but it definitely it feels that way it really feels set up i thought about that when listening to it too like this is these aren't snippets of like a larger jam or a freak out or something this is like he got it to where he wanted it he hit record and then he let it sit where he wanted it and like adjusted things for a little while and then decided to start playing around with it more is what it feels like sometimes you know some of the noise tracks can feel like they're cut out of a out of a half hour or something Totally, um, this, this does parts. not feel that way. I, right. I totally agree. These feel like totally little agree. pieces, little little songs. They do uh, because of that setup. Track three, I lo- I love this title. Oh, moldy, moldy fluff, fluff stuff. stuff. This is something I love about noise, and I love that there can be track titles like this. This the the this kind of absurdity, the mm-hmm. the absurdity that's injected into noise. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's something that that can get lost sometimes and i think something a track title like moldy fluff stuff just fits perfectly and actually i don't know i can't remember if we, if we noted the first track pale eyed lemming i think that's such a great title too oh, i love all these yeah. titles me too um, like they're great and they're yeah. they're just the right amount of absurdist and they're like very visual but at the same time not literal like it's it's leaves it wonderfully open ended yeah yeah, yeah. And this one just cuts right in into the brain insanity. <laughs> oh, my God. All I could think of for moldy fluff stuff, well, one was, like, of course, like a stuffed animal in a gutter that's all gross. Uh, and then <laughs> and second of all, like just a lawnmower, but instead of grass, it's just mowing over stuffed animals. So it's like zipping along <laughs> and just mowing down stuffed animals. And there's, like, fluff, like, flying everywhere and dirt. I love it. I love that. I actually, and I don't ever write this kind of stuff, but I have lawnmower written down on a another track here but the lawnmower weed whacker vibe of this stuff is Mm -hmm. uh this one i described it as a buzzsaw drone so not really lawn equipment Mm -hmm. more in the in the tool shed realm uh and then there's just there's this drone that keeps kind of shifting it and then there's there is just noise like crashing around the whole thing and it's that that drone is the constant and the setup and then there's just this kind of din of noise around it for the track and it's it's cool yeah, and, and but I think there's something there is these these mechanical I think that's why, you know, these ideas of the lawnmower buzzsaw are coming up because there is this it does feel like there's points where it's a machine just gets pulled on and then it goes until it like falls apart. Yeah, it's like it, it does remind me of things that would have like an actual, you know, motor in it, you yeah. know? Like it's not well, crazy to yeah, think. Yeah, and I think there's a and, and again I, I do think of I think of government alpha. I think of science fiction mm-hmm. and I think of, of mechanical, you know, creatures in a way. And I think part of that's the name. I think it has that science fiction name. Of course, he states in an interview that the name did was inspired by the movie Alphaville, which will of course be the title of the LP from 99. And he wanted to put the name government in there so that it would be suspicious noid made by some suspicious organism. I mean, Governor How? Alpha is a <laughs> fantastic band name. Oh, yeah. He says, part of me was convinced that noise was truly made by sickos, and therefore I figured I could appeal to others by anonymously creating suspicious noid by some suspicious organism. And that's why he chose government and then added it with Alpha because he loves the movie Alphaville. Wow. 
So cool. True sickos. So, so yeah, yeah. So cool. So and I always yes. get that. I always get that that vibe from him. And then and then yes, I think he use. There are sounds. There's especially going to be coming up uh, in, in a few tracks. There are those science fiction sounds that he uses. Yeah. You know, unabashedly to, you know, to great effect, especially on this CD. And he did say that that like Philip K. Dick was an inspiration to him. Makes sense. But yeah, dude, quizzical solid. I love <laughs> like that what? title. Like that does Man. sound like an Outer Limits episode title, totally. doesn't it? it? Does <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is basically my brain was just completely pierced as the machines are being destroyed. The vent ventilate like ventilators are like like spewing out this like noxious gas. Yeah, there was like- some weird <laughs> static breath in this. Like it was yeah. really, really breathy, but yeah, so textural. These layers and layers of sounds kind of peeling off the central squeal of it that are, you know, be- being discarded on the floor or something. It's it's a weird track and this one changes. The other three have been kind of in the static zone, this one switches it up midway through and then switches it up again for like the last 90 seconds. And <laughs> yes! Oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just eroding feedback. It's, it's a yep. total. I I actually just drew like two scribbles <laughs> overlying each other <laughs> for the end of this track because that's really what it sounded like is just this like noise scribble. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was uh, uh, choking a robot. That's what this is, <laughs> like, like with like choking a robot with my bare hands, like choking the life choke? out of a robot. The, ne- the, the neck. neck oh, okay. I mean, okay. I don't. I, I doesn't make sense Not, that it would even yeah, work. You should choke the like the like uh, oil tube or the you know. Like, oh yeah, the pipe, the tube, the rubber tubes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's well. You know what? I was. Pro- I would. I probably would have gotten killed Hoses. by the robot because me choking it would not work, and the robot would just end up killing me. So I might have been killed during Quizzical Solid, um, which would be a shame because I wouldn't live to hear. Say it, Tara. Say the I mean, word. People say always the say word. it differently. Some people say scintillant. Some people say skintillant. I say scintillant. Tender green. Scintillant. Tender green. That's what I've always said. I love tender green in the title. Uh, this took me to the setting of the movie Shocking Dark. Uh, oh, the, the, wow. That's very tender the, green. Post, uh, <laughs> the post-nuke world of Venice. Mm-hmm. Post-nuke, uh, post-plot. Uh, <laughs> post, yeah, 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 where there's just wow, strange creatures <laughs> made of algae and then a Terminator-like uh, thing that happens at one point in the movie. Uh, uh, but yeah, I was in Shocking maybe some time Dark. Travel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know yeah, that, certainly. That makes more sense than Shocking Dark mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was taken there because of the green, though, because of the algae yeah. theme of Shocking Dark. I was taken to Shocking Dark. This is just harsh noise, madness, meltdown. This one has like more layers of noise than the previous tracks. This one is. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's, it's more. It's I, f- I felt like uh you know in Spinal Tap when it's like this this goes to eleven this was, this track was like yeah yeah no we found eleven government alpha found eleven for noise yes. and just like turned it yes. up because there's somehow this noisy CD just got noisier absolutely and you know he said he does his stuff you know pretty much on four track mm-hmm. and then you know then transfers it 
transfers it to, to dat, dat, which is the you know obviously the classic '90s uh, uh, format. But but yeah, somehow he just kept piling and piling everything on. But as as Tara uh, uh, briefly pointed out, this is the only t- time that we get a little bit of reprieve because all the other tracks go directly into the next track. There's no break. Mm-hmm. There's no pause. There's a like ten second pause of silence after this track ends and then going into that show it is almost like it got get, so heavy he needed a reset giving you know? a little bit of a reset um i like that you know one of the things that's kind of been lost uh from the cd era i feel like is you know that well cd era had two second pauses but even then that the, that's sometimes not long enough a little a little breathing room after a track to let you chill out it can be a really good thing people do it with tapes but sometimes if you're getting it like on uh, you got it in your in your uh, mp3 app your itunes or whatever it is the tracks play one after the other even if there's supposed to be a pause there would be on a physical Mm -hmm. disc or an lp where the tracks would be banded and i i miss it i like longer pauses between tracks i've come to really enjoy it and in this case I kind of saw it as the um, scintillant tender green is the end of the first side of an album. Yes. And mm-hmm. yeah. Cryptic yeah. Cave is A, my favorite track on this thing. This song is That's my favorite too. Awesome. It's and so good. The yeah. start of the B side. This is this is the yes. second half of the record starting now. And my God, this I, from the first second, I'm just in love with this thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it is a bit of a different palette than we've gotten so far. So yes, I do feel like it is the beginning of the second half, the second side, however you want to look at it. And you did get that little bit of reprieve, and it was nice. But and then when it comes in, it's this eerie tone just starts it, and then that churning machine, mm-hmm. and oh God, it is fantastic. And it was it was like the sounds in it are so interesting together because like there's almost this like buried electronic choral voice that's yes, like yes like so pretty and like echoing underneath everything and then like it's like overlaid with machine guns like it's so nice yeah this sampled stuttering looped really chuggy kind of sound mm-hmm. it's and, and it it's it speeds up and slows down throughout the track too. Like the the rate at which it's stuttering, it's like taking a the timer on a sampling delay and switching it to the next setting if it's got like notched settings. So it's like and I just did a Judd Judd impersonation there too. Apparently, yeah, hey, that you know was what? great. You know, you know what it sounded like? <laughs> what we heard. I, just, I, I thought you did a great job with that, um, honestly. But uh, I I really. I was drawn to that and yeah, that sort of hollow vocal choral sound. I mean, yeah, he switched the palette up. We get some moments of feedback towards the end and it really starts to move. But this is the one I wrote lawnmower on too. I was just mm-hmm. feeling the motor aspect. Wait, this of is the on one I one. wrote buzzsaw on. We're like opposite. We, yeah, we have different ideas about <laughs> buzzsaws and lawnmowers apparently. I was thinking of those buzz saws that you see on cartoons that are like at the end of a really long rod, you know, like it's like a it's like a circular saw at the end of a really long stick. Oh, I'm f- I'm fully aware. Yeah, that's I was well, I, I was picturing that style. I'm 
were you not picturing the buzzsaw in Bloody Moon when she gets her head buzzsawed oh, well, yeah, off? Yeah, that's, that's Which is great. also that's the great, great cover of Bloody that's Moon. Wonderful. Actually, Bloody Moon, we should definitely we be doing that. We keep threatening to watch Bloody Moon. It's nice that and hot. I'm Sorry, that's, that, oh, I'm thinking of Burning Moon, the uh, German splatter Right, which movie. is great, too. Oh, no, Bloody Burning Moon is, Moon. is uh, a, a Jess Franco slasher movie ah. uh, that is a wild Wild movie. I've been going through a little bit of a Franco zone because I grabbed both of his, uh, both of Stephen Thrower's books on Jess Franco, and have been Ooh. watching a couple of the movies and trying to get uh, get down with a little more. I know one of them just got reissued that I think I need to pick up from Severin. Shining um, Sex with Lena Romay. Yeah, I have not seen that yet. We have not seen it, uh, but definitely I look need forward to, to grab that. it. Um, coming up on. Perceptual juncture, we get full on laser space attack. Pew pew pew. Laser attack are the, is the first two words I have written in hey. my in my notes hey. here. Hey, no guess way. what? Laser attack is the first two things written on my notes. <laughs> oh, uh, we're all in the same page. I don't think it's to yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think that can be chalked up to anything but it's exactly what I it is. I said space war collapsing space station. There you go. And, and, and it is, and it, it it truly is that that sound. I think uh we were texting a bit beam. to schedule when we were going to record while listening while listening to this, and you guys were yeah. a little ahead of me in your playing. So you said you were done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm just in my spaceship being attacked yes. right now. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> because but again, with that's with that's where you are. Yeah, and and I think with Government Alpha again, just with with his body of work, with the name, with all this, it just totally fits. It's just like, yeah, that's makes sense to me in this. In this context, in this album, in the frame that he works in, the it's perfect. It just fits perfectly. Again, this is science fiction. This is this is mechanical monsters destroying each other, and, and it, it fits perfectly. And it's experimentation. It's you know somebody who's trying to make a wide variety of sounds, and you know he says many times he's doing it for himself, for his own pleasure, for like what inspires him, and. And I think that that's why you can come off with like ray gun sounds and they're totally interesting. Yeah, because it's coming from him and it just makes total sense. I'm, I would say I'm normally not a fan of the ray gun laser assault sounds, but it works in this context and what you've been it, primed with on this record. Exactly. No, that I think that's that. You know what? You put it even better than I was trying to say. Exactly. It it's it it's absolutely a sound that can. Mm-hmm throw you and make no sense and kind of ruin a track or, or ruin your listening experience sometimes. In this case, it does not do that. It's just like, oh yeah, this right. totally yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it totally sense. fits. He said, okay, so in the interview he says, well, I try all sorts of new things, but in the end, the truth is, it all turns into harsh noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, he and said, he's like, I, I, uh, I, I'm just barely past the stage of pursuing the, ju- the joy of noise itself. So like, he's still like, doing that thing where it is like, well, I'll put a ray gun here. Yeah. Let's see if that works. And it does. Yeah. And here it does. Um, And then we get to vasty nostalgic Glenn. And again, I think this is also why I was going with green for this. You know, not only do we get tender green, not only is green the, 
Vastly the, the color, nostalgic but I think of blend. you know Glenn as being yeah. a you know green you know and and thinking of the nostalgic Glenn. I think it's just it just adds to the the whole feeling of of this and and juxtaposing the ideas of a vastly nostalgic Glenn and just total. Just total noise, science fiction, <laughs> Japanese noise, science, you know? I, my first notes on this are actually, I know this sound. Like, this is definitely something I kind of associate with government alpha and, and like, harsh pedal noise. You know, this is mm-hmm. this is one of those things where, like, you've got, you know, someone like K2 where the sources are sometimes internal feedback and noise chains, but a lot of metal, especially in the 90s, junk metal and stuff. Uh, even MSBR, he had that guitar synth, so he would do pedal feedbacks, but also mm. have so, like another element. This feels really wholly generated by electronics and pedals. There's no other source to it, and that I would say that for the whole album that that it's like this is a. Someone said like, I want what's what's a pedal noise record? This would be like an excellent candidate for like mm. describing yes. that to them. Yes, uh, and. And yeah, I mean, we're just we're sent back to some futuristic past, and and the noise just crushes. We're just crushed under the weight of the noise. I was thinking of it like a a giant cup and straw, like the size of a planet, and it's like out of liquid, and it's just sucking up next to the ice, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's kind of it. The vastly nostalgic Glen of violence Whoa. sounds like it's like a terror feedback Glen of Earth-sized cups sucking up nothing. Oh my god, I love that! I love that! Wow, um, wow! It, there's a there's a great little thing he says in the interview. Uh, I, I love this. He's talking about playing live, and mm-hmm. and he has this just really funny idea that I think I just I just love this. Okay, he said. When I first started playing live, my expressive skills were so weak that half desperate, I would just go nuts thinking if I was a spectator, I would naturally understand an action-filled performance. But recently, I've come to think that the sound isn't killer, then I would never grow up. Just if ima- the sound isn't if the sound, If the sound isn't killer, then I would never, ever grow up. Just imagine a weak old man getting on stage looking like he's about to die, but once he starts playing, his sounds just kill you instantly. Someday I would like to do a show like this. Seriously. <laughs> I love that idea. Like like I love the idea of like government alpha like ninety five years he's old. He's gonna like, walk in, walk yeah, yeah, in yeah, himself yeah. And then up just to like, the stage. Just boom and just like just, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that idea. I love that he had that idea. But isn't that the progression? Like you go from like freak out like you know, inspired by yes. incapacitance and like thinking everything's so harsh, and then you realize like it actually has to sound good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh crap, maybe I should focus on making this like worth listening to before I start freaking out. Damn. Yeah, well, uh, I haven't gotten I, to that I, phase yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm still figuring that phase out. I hope it'll happen for us all one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also hope that we never are confronted by a rust-colored behemoth <gasps> because apparently, when you are confronted by one you just fall into a churning noise black hole never to be seen again yeah i mean <laughs> you're done t- you're just done you're yeah. just done and then a bulldozer bulldozes a bunch of junk on top of yes. you and then covers that with dirt yes yeah and, yeah and then they and then they fill that in with fluffy stuffed animals and lawn mow it yeah 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 and then you're just then you just are part of a nostalgic glen uh covered by tender greens 
while pale eye lemmings uh, fall all over you. Uh, you know, this is are, the first yeah. track. This is this is the yeah. most crushed, collapsed yes. noise track of all. Uh, but this is also kind of the first one where, and this is one of those things that I'm a sucker for in noise, and it doesn't really happen on this record. And I don't think of Government Alpha as being a band that has a lot of this in their tracks or in his tracks. Uh, bass. Oh, there's not. There was very, very little bass. That's a great point. It was. This was very high and mid end mm-hmm. uh, throughout the, almost the entire thing. This definitely has the bassiest crunch. Yeah. Uh, of the whole CD. Yeah. Kind of a weird observation because I, the, I'm, just, I don't know. There's so much going on to it, but bass is not one of those things. He obviously yeah. prefers the mid and high register. We use the word attack a bunch, and I think it is really like. That lack of bass, bass can be a very comforting thing, and that lack of bass can really lend to the more aggressive feel of these tracks. I yeah. think so totally, and, and the the you know sci-fi space feel. Like yeah. you don't you don't associate that with a lot of right. you know, bass. Yeah. What an album! Uh, what a what a crazy, true harsh noise. Yeah, I mean like, true, absolutely. True harsh noise, uh, true Japanese '90s harsh noise. I mean, this is yeah. a perfect example of of what can be done and how awesome uh, it can be. Yeah, if you feel that your brain is screaming on the inside and you just really can't seem to get it out, just like blast this album into your face, and maybe it'll help. And maybe it won't. You know what? It helped Tara clear out now. her sinuses. She feels good. It was a rejuvenating experience listening to Sporadic See Spectre. how calm and happy I am right now? That's Isn't true. It great? It's true. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think it was medicinal. I needed that. I agree. And I think everyone needs to go out and immediately crank this. Oh wait, we guys, we didn't talk about like how you came to Government Alpha. I guess we just kind of take it for granted that he's been around so yeah. long. And you, we just kind of love Government Alpha. I mean, I think the the macro Government Alpha split CD obliteration is certainly the was that was probably the that was the biggest introduction to Government Alpha. I would say. What about you, Gray? I'm mean, seeing him live. I, I guess. think it would have been that show. I was going yeah. to see MSBR, and I'm not. I don't remember being overly familiar with Government Alpha. Maybe I had a thing or two, but. Mm-hmm. I really remember it being that that show, and wow. I think it's really cool that uh, one of his very first things to be released was his track on the Extreme Music from Japan comp uh, by Susan Lolly. Oh it's yeah, so cool. That's nice. which I think is such a great introduction and what a, what a classic uh, compilation. Yeah, uh, that we'll certainly have to cover at some. Well, point. and here's tours we missed in '97. He toured with Kazumoto Endo in USA, so Killer Bug. Yeah, I think that was West Coast. <laughs> I think. Sick. And then uh, MSBR in uh, Russia and Europe. And then in 99 with MSBR again in which USA, is, Canada, which yeah. is where Grace saw him. Yep, absolutely. So, so sick. Did well, he, thank t- you. He, oh, he came over here uh, in the 2000s too, right? We all saw him. You, yeah, Terror did not. You and I did. I okay. did you and I saw him in the, in the uh, early 2000s uh, in Detroit. So, yeah, he's he's definitely, he tours. He's, he's, he's still going. Uh, his newest CD from this year, Effective Imagery. No sign of slowing down for... Government Alpha, so awesome! Thank you, Government Alpha. Thank yeah. you, Eric Hoffman, for oh, releasing yes. this and for the entire Ground Fault series. 
Grow to appreciate uh, it more and more every day, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So Do you know what something silly? I don't know how, but I never noticed that the <laughs> the the lines on the side were series one, two, and yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. know why on the spine. Yeah, you're staring at them right now. You're looking I at all look of them. I look at them all the time. We have played yeah. them countless amount of times. Yeah, it's and one, I two, just three. for some reason I was like just random design element. I never realized <laughs> that, that those and I even know there's three no, series. No such thing as a random design element if Oops. the design is good. I just uh I just missed that. You there know, you go. Well, hey, bad. it was subtle. You didn't even realize a great design can maybe even be that yes, subtle thing that exactly. you just, it just happens. You absorb it without even realizing it's it. True. Well, it's very true. It's just that effective. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks so much. We will see you on our next episode. Uh, you know, we got, like we said, we got, got a bunch more going on, on the Patreon. So hop on over there if you want to see what we got going on. Yeah. If you've already listened to all our regular episodes, maybe it's time to, See what's waiting for you at the it's Patreon. Untapped wealth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for listening to this today. We really appreciate it. And if you made it this far, you did a great job and you deserve a treat. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years. By Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices. And by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra. And your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at Noise Extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at Noise Extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to Noise.